Hey everyone, this is Kyle Meath from Basement Sports Talk coming to you with another draft podcast. Our second installment out of three. The third one's going to be our reaction after the draft. And joining me again from Hudson, Ohio is Chris Ferdinand. What's going on, yeah. Chris? It's the kid. You still COVID free, Chris? Um, that I know of. <laughs> How are things th- 300 miles away? Doing good, doing good. How are you? Uh, as good as can be expected. Nice. Getting ready for this virtual draft. Yeah. Yep. EA is going to be helping out. So guys will be virtually walking across the stage. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a pretty cool feature from the guys from Madden. So. Nice. All right, let's get right into it. So, Chris, what does your Big Ten big board look like? Rank your prospects number one through number ten. Okay, so I think um, our ten prospects are probably going to be pretty close to the same. Um, Just in a different different order. order. Yeah, Yeah. probably just a different order. Um, So I have Chase Young by a mile. Um, Understood, understood. Yeah, and I think, and don't know why or how anyone could pass on, uh, like, the third Bosa brother. I feel like all um, Joey Bosa's done is make Pro Bowls and all pro teams since 2016. Um, And then his brother last year was passed on um, and proved to be not only the easily the best player in the draft, but also uh, the best player on a team that was close to winning the Super Bowl. Um, and Chase Young uh, could be better than both of them. Um, he's just as solid, had just as good of a career at Ohio State, if not better, um, than Nick. And, uh, yeah, he's easily the best prospect in this draft. Actually kind of reminds me of, like, Miles Garrett um, along with the Bosa's. So mm-hmm. um, all, all four of these guys, I think, are just uh, for sure things. So whenever you have a sure thing, you got to – you know, make them number one, especially when it's at a position like defensive end where it's instant impact, kind of like, you know, just kind of like QBs. Um, Unless you really like a quarterback, then I suggest taking the quarterback first. But no, I mean, it's a more impactful position, but I, I, Chase Young is, is far better at, at uh, pass okay. rusher than any of these quarterbacks. Correct. Um, and then I got Isaiah Simmons at Clemson at number two. Um, you know, in terms of just prospect re- prospect rankings, he's a guy that does his job better than everybody except for Chase Young in this draft. Um, but close to that is Joe Burrow. I think Burrow had one of the best seasons um, I've seen at quarterback in college. A solid season prior to that. So I guess the risk is that he has only one great season, but I would say two, two good enough seasons overall. Um, so it's kind of like he's kind of like a better Sam Darnold in that. Sam Darnold had two impressive seasons, but nowhere near a season that Joe Burrow had um, last year. Uh, then I got Tua next, and Tua's not too far behind Burrow in terms of what I how I feel about quarterbacks over the last several years. I think Tua had a better career than Burrow, and if he'd never gotten injured, I mean, either of those years, maybe he has a final year better than Burrow, um, but he definitely had a better career. And, you know, I, I think Tua is kind of like the, lo- the love child of, of Baker Mayfield and Russell Wilson, so... <laughs> I think he's going to, I think if he stays healthy, he's going to be a stud in the draft. And because of the health scares, I think somebody's going to get a steal with Tua. This is a guy who probably would be the, 
the best prospect or the best player in this draft without those. Um, I got Okuda from Ohio State at cornerback as the fifth best prospect. Derek Brown, Auburn, uh, sixth best. Tristan Wirfs, um, offensive tackle, my favorite lineman in the draft at number seven. Jedrick Wills from Bama, uh, my second favorite offensive tackle um, behind him. And actually, I'm going to switch it up. Probably CeeDee Lamb um, at number nine. And then Andrew Thomas from Georgia at number 10. So, I mean, with three offensive tackles in my top 10, you kind of know what I'm about in this draft. <laughs> All right. So, mine is different. It includes, uh, I believe, two guys that you don't have on yours at all. So, okay. First one is no different. Young. Clearly the best. Absolute freak beast. Uh, if, if he goes to a team with other good um, defensive linemen, he should have an immediate impact in the... Redskins have some decent pass rushers already on their team, so he should, I wouldn't be surprised, uh, at least uh, eight or nine, maybe even ten sacks in his first year. All right, and then this is where we start to differ. Tua is my man. He is at number two. Come on, Chris. Come on. Don't be so disrespectful, as Stephen A. would say. This guy has only lost one or two games in his whole career. Um, He's the left-handed Drew Brees, so anytime I can get another Drew Brees in the league, I'm going to take it. That's why he's number two on my big board. Yeah, I think the only issue is that someone like Drew Brees comes from, you know, a program where he was the man and responsible for almost every ounce of, like, success they had, whereas Tua is coming from the best program historically. (laughs) So it's, yeah, I mean, what he did was amazing at Alabama, but he wasn't the first guy to come in and win a national championship. (laughs) I mean, that's that's the issue with getting a quarterback from, like, one of these premier college programs. But you're right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he definitely didn't have to carry what Drew Brees did in college, but right. Yeah, I see a lot of similarities. Um, no doubt. All right, and then Isaiah Simmons, uh, Clemson, the most versatile uh, linebacker in this whole draft. This day and age, he is the perfect uh, prototype for what you want in a linebacker. Premier cover skills and tackling ability, he's going to succeed in the NFL, especially... Yeah, tweener's not a bad word anymore. No, it's the perfect word. Um, And then at number four, I have Derek Brown, perfect run stuffer in the NFL today. And I think people will be surprised that he'll get to the quarterback quite a bit for such a, a big man. So I have him at number four. Uh, and then this is a guy you didn't even have in your top ten, which is just blasphemous, uh, is Jerry Judy. 
the best route runner in this draft. Yeah, but he would be 11 or 12 in my in my rankings. Right. I just have CD Lamb ahead of him. Right. And and I, 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 yeah. Right, and I have him at five, which <laughs> <laughs> tells you I like him more than you do. Um, he's going to get open uh, in the NFL. And too many of these guys nowadays have a lot of speed and athletic ability, but can't run a route to get open. He already can. That's why he's at number five. Uh, Akuda in Ohio State is six. The best cover guy in this whole draft. Enough said. I have Burrow at number seven. Amazing season uh, this past year. That's why he's up this high. The reason he's not up even higher is the previous year before where he had only 16 TDs. Uh five interceptions, and not even 3,000 yards passing. So that's that's the knock I have against him and why he's not uh, the quarterback I'd take first in the draft. If it okay, was, so if the Bills had the, had, the, had the number two pick, and assuming that some team had a quarterback and took Chase Young, at number two you're taking Tua over Joe Burrow? Yes. Okay. Um realizing that there's some risk there involved and that he might even have to take a red shirt year, that's fine. I'm going with two. Just my gut. I think what makes Burrow I think what makes Burrow an impressive pro prospect is that he ran a professional offensive scheme seemingly so well last year against great defenses. And I think that's the most important part about why I think Burrow is so such a good prospect. Yeah. He's doing things that like 21st century, 2020 NFL is now doing, and he's doing them well. Like, two is doing great things too that are definitely going to translate to the game. But, I mean, I, you've seen it firsthand with Burrow. Yeah, and unfortunately, that uh, passing coordinator took a job with the Panthers and... And not the Bengals. And not the Bengals. So, I don't think the Bengals will have someone nearly as good as that guy uh, at um, at uh, pass coordinating. And then at, at number eight, I have the most freakishly athletic tackle I've ever seen at, in Tristan Wirth. Um, you know, um, I think if you're just wanting pure size and strength, you're obviously gonna like Becton better. Uh, but I like I like a tackle that can move um, a little bit better in this in this day and age, and that's why he's my best uh, tackle. And then I have Becton um, at nine, and Wills the other tackle. Um, one the top three uh, from Alabama in my top ten. Uh, so, you know, I did not have uh, C.D. Lamb in my top ten. Yeah, or uh, Thomas. I mean, where would Tom, where would Thomas, the offensive tackle from Georgia, rank for you? Uh, he'd probably be because C.D. would probably be eleven, um, and then Thomas would be twelve. Um, 
reason I didn't have CD uh, in here is uh, he might he might be getting propped up a little bit too far due to how good Oklahoma's offense is. Yep, that's a concern. Uh, so we'll just have to see about that. Yeah, no doubt. So Kyle, I know with the Bills not having a first rounder after acquiring Diggs. What do you want to happen in the second round and whatnot for them? Okay, so we touched on this a little bit in our last uh, pod, but let's explore it um, a little bit more because I looked at it a little bit more. Uh, And the Bills have their first pick is, assuming no trades or anything, is number 52 uh, overall, uh, and that's a second rounder. So... I looked at the prospect board and I'm giving you the rankings of where basic consensus is for where these guys rank overall. You got Terrell Williams at Alabama ranked number 52, so obviously right at their pick. And then Josh Achi from uh, Michigan of all places, ew. <laughs> And then we got um, at 54, Curtis Weaver of Boise State. And then we got Julian Okora, uh, ranked number 59 out of Notre Dame. And even though uh, Curtis is ranked uh, below, Curtis Weaver is ranked uh, below two other guys on this list, I've been looking at him. And I like him a lot. Uh, uh, I think he's under the radar because he went to Boise State. But um, a lot of these guys um, that they have is edge pass rushers. I actually see in a 3-4 pass rusher where they're kind of more like a linebacker than a defensive end. But Curtis Weaver, I definitely see as a defensive end uh, for the Bills, and he's perfect size for that position at 6'2", uh, 265, and um, three years of solid production and then exploded this uh, past year. So um, he's got some upside, especially for a second-round pick. So as you can see, what I want them to do is probably go for a pass rusher since all the, yeah. pl- all the players I mentioned are pass rushers. But I wouldn't be totally upset um, um, if uh, they took a running back uh, well, I think, with that. Well, well, with your edge rushers, I think Lewis and Uche are going to be in play. I mean, I'm seeing in like a lot of mocks um, Lewis going like right around 54. Um, Uche in like the 60s I think Weaver is getting a lot more run um, as, yeah. as kind of Boise State, one of Boise State's standout um, yeah. talents along with their offensive tackles getting a lot of run too. I think because it's Boise State um, a lot of like you know, I think I think they're going to go earlier because they know these guys are carrying these team, this team so yeah. I'm just yeah, I, I, I'm just worried that Lewis and Ache are more lineback- linebackers in a 3-4 than they are D 
defensive ends in a yeah. 4-3. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll just have to see about that. Um, yeah, and the kid from Notre Dame should be around for the Bills. By yeah, then. and he's definitely a defensive end in a 4-3. So, yeah. um, but it, say they got Taylor um, running back from Wisconsin, uh, that would be a really good pick as well. Um, mm-hmm. Or, God forbid, uh, Dobbins out of Ohio State. Yeah, um, if you get Dobbins in the second round that late, that's awesome. Or, or Cam Akers, those would, I would not be upset with that. So we'll, yeah. we'll just have to see. That would be amazing because Taylor, DeAndre Swift, and J.K. Dobbins should all be gone. Cam Akers, quite frankly, should be gone too. So, I mean, if the Bills have a chance to snag up any of those guys to pair with, um, who is it? Who's Motor? Um, uh, Singletary. Yeah. Um, yeah, Singletary. Yeah, I love Singletary. Um, it's just, I don't know if he can, he's like 5'7", 200 pounds. So, yeah. I'm not sure uh, he can be, without a doubt, your number one back all the you know, time. Taylor uh, and Dobbins are certainly kind of, I mean, these are massive humans that are just like uh, three down backs, etc. So. Uh, yep. And for any of you wondering, that is my golden retriever Maisie barking in the background. So sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, uh, <laughs> but I mean, she's she's obviously telling us to move on to the next topic. Um, yeah, she's pissed off. She doesn't care about second round running backs <laughs> or edge rushers. Let's get to the juicy stuff. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Chris, we we came up with an interesting um, way of compiling a list, and we, you and me, love making lists to compare players. So, yes. Chris, where do Burrow, Tua, and other potential first round QBs rank for you compared to how you felt? In about past first round QBs in the week prior to the draft. Okay, so I'm trying to put myself in April, Chris Ferdinand from past years and how I felt about quarterbacks, and I try to be objective for how I felt and not how you know how they've done in the NFL or anything like that. Yeah. And, so, and this goes back to roughly 2012 is when I really yeah, started like, getting really into quarterback drafting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and like committing things to memory and where I like like how much I like these quarterbacks etc um, so Andrew Luck I think is the number one like I, and I think a lot of people are like that um, just like someone we all knew should um, have a great career and uh, be awesome and a future Hall of Famer and all that I mean within the first couple of years he was already taking the Colts to the playoffs already um, in the MVP races, et cetera, et cetera. Um, who would have known that? I don't know. Maybe not protecting him with offensive linemen might shorten his career. So anyway, <laughs> Andrew Luck is like the number one for quarterbacks for I think me and you both. But um, that I is, really felt that is correct. Like, I was really, really excited about Jared Goff, like uh, fall 2015 and spring 2016 because the Browns themselves were looking for a quarterback. Um, and Goff was my guy if he was available to them. Um, so Goff is like my second favorite prospect in the last eight years or so. Um, and then I actually have Burrow ranked kind of after Goff and 
right before Sam Darnold, another guy I was really high on. So, like, Burrow is kind of like a mixture between Goff and Darnold for me. As I said, he kind of had two solid years comparable to Darnold, but, like, one of those years was absolutely fantastic, and he's not as risky as Darnold. He um, was more successful than Darnold. So it's kind of like I put him slightly ahead of Sam Darnold. Next would be Sam Darnold, then Carson Wentz, then Josh Rosen, who I think can still be good. He's not been given any sort of chance in the NFL, but I was really high on Josh Rosen, too. Um, and then Baker Mayfield, and then Tua's after Baker Mayfield. And I think Tua would be ahead of Baker um, if he had been a little healthier, a little more solid. I mean, these are things that you have to think about. Is that he's been injured for two out of the last three seasons. Um, and then I have Teddy Bridgewater, RG3, uh, Watson, Haskins, Mahomes, and Kyler Murray. And then there's kind of like a – those are like if my team needed a quarterback, those are the guys I would have drafted in pre- over the last previous few years. And then there's a not-draft line of guys like Jameis Winston – um, all of the character issues that I didn't want to get into that I could, that I thought could lead him off the rails. And To clarify for our audience, um, uh, just like Steve no, 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 like, not what I was going to ask. Um, not draft at all or just not draft with a first-round pick? Oh, yeah. I mean, these are guys that I would not draft with a first-round pick. Okay, guys. Um, if I'm, you know, I'm thinking the Browns are consistently in the top ten. That's, that's <laughs> <what>. <laughs> so. I, yeah, I mean, 26, 27, these guys are different. I mean, but yeah, these are guys that I would not have drafted at the positions that they eventually got drafted at. Gotcha. Um, Mariota, we hadn't seen like the whole athletic quarterbacks working back then, so Mariota was a non-draft for me. Josh Allen was just kind of a bigger armed. Very athletic, inaccurate quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, Herbert kind of ranks actually right below Josh Allen for me. Um, I think he's not as consistent as um, Tua and Burrow. And if my team was in need of a quarterback, uh, Herbert's not the guy. Um, and Love is actually around there as well. So that's kind of how I have like those guys ranked. The like Herbert and Love and Tua and Burrow—they're all prospective first-round draft picks. But of those two, of those four, um, I would only draft two if the Browns needed a quarterback. Okay. So how about you? Uh, and then go down to some of your the worst. Oh, some of my continue down. Yeah. So Lamar Jackson was off my list too, and that you know, um, he was not a traditional quarterback. He wasn't making the the passes that Baker Mayfield, um, Sam Darnold. Josh Rosen were making these pro-style passes and pro-style uh, things that I thought were going to translate. I mean, Baltimore's done a fantastic job in making sure that Lamar's game translates. Um, but, yeah, he was on my no-draft. Brandon Whedon was on my no-draft. Bortles, Daniel Jones, Trubisky, Paxton Lynch, Johnny Manziel was on my – I would not spend a sixth rounder on Johnny Manziel. So it was sweet to see the Browns draft him in the first round. EJ Manuel, when they, uh, they drafted him in the first round, I, I, didn't even, like, I didn't even consider him like a, like somebody who could be drafted in the first two or three rounds. So when the Bills drafted him, I was like, what? Um, and then Tannehill. I mean, Tannehill was like a wide receiver like two weeks before he was drafted by – by the Dolphins. So, those are guys that I would not have drafted. So, okay. I have some misses in there. You know, like, Lamar Jackson is a complete stud. Daniel Jones might turn out to be awesome. Um, 
But yeah. Okay. So, obviously, I have Luck at number one. I have Sam Darnold at number two overall. I was super upset when the Jets rightfully picked him at number three. I was hoping he'd slide to to where the Bills eventually picked Josh Allen at number seven. So my, I was I was I was crying when he got picked, and I was crying uh, sadness when they picked Josh Allen as well. <laughs> yeah, you didn't want Josh Allen. I no. No, that's yeah, what, the accuracy was an issue. That that is why he is below my draft in first round uh, yep. list. And then um, I I had Mariota after Darnold. Uh, yeah, you were high on Mariota. Super embarrassed about that. Um, I just thought he was prime. I loved his personality. Thought he was. Um, you know, athletic, but not so much that it would deter him from developing what he needed to as a passer, and he's never developed as a passer. So, you know, that kind of just shows where his career has gone from um, here, and I was super wrong about it, and I'm embarrassed about it. Um, uh, but again, uh, super wrong about the next person, RG, yeah, RG three. I mean, we super good rookie year, and then people realized how to defend it, uh, and started hitting him harder, and he's he's a backup now. Uh, so that I had RG three really really high too. I mean, RG three was a, one of the best prospects I'd ever seen, and he was. Just a stud. So, uh, super embarrassed about this, about that. Um, and then I have Tua next. Shows you how much I think about Tua. That, uh, and I could be super wrong about that, but I don't think I will be. And then uh, Watson is my next one. I think uh, he's shown how good he can be despite the coaching and GMing of Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I can't imagine how good Watson would be if he had a better coach. I mean, he's already an insane talent and, like, quietly might be one of the best quarterbacks in the world, but, I mean, he's doing this all with a terrible coach, a terrible GM, who happens to be the same person as the coach. <laughs> and with each passing day, he has less and less help as, they, as his best teammates get traded for dog food and vending machines. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, he just wants to see how he'll do without Hopkins. He really wants to develop his tenacity, I guess. <laughs> um, and then, super wrong about this guy, Winston. Uh, yeah, I knew about the maturity issues, uh, the crab legs, the, uh, uh, the, the, the groping, uh, the, uh, what else did he do? I can't even remember. Um, I was, I was like a couple, fr- like a couple awkward fraternity chants in the cafeteria. <laughs> I mean, like 2015 was a really difficult like QB year because it's like if the Browns, I was I was anti the Browns drafting either Jameis Winston or uh, Marcus Mariota because 
Winston was criminally um, <laughs> immature. Criminally immature. <laughs> and Marcus Mariota, because I had failed so hard on RG3, I was like, no, I'm sorry, Marcus. Like, so. Um, so, again, super wrong on him. He couldn't overcome, even with his absurd uh, talent, he can't um, overcome the maturity issues and the interception issues. Um, yeah. And then I have the boy who doesn't know where the sun rises and sets. Yeah. Jared Goff. Um, yeah, that was a bummer when <laughs> I had Jared Goff um, and loved him so much in the fall of 2015 and then and then during the whole uh, draft process and then on Hard Knocks when he was asking which... Uh, where the sun rose, whether it was on the east or the west. So that, was, that was a bummer. That might have been an indicator. But no, I mean, Goff is still still proving us correct so far. Yep. Um, he might not be worth the contract he got from the the Rams, but eh, we'll yeah, have... Yeah, he's proving that on a rookie contract with a really good team, he can take you to the Super Bowl, and that's kind of like what you're looking for when you draft a first-round quarterback. Uh, and then I had Wentz. Uh, didn't know a lot about him going into the draft, but as soon as they started showing tape of him, it was like, this guy is meant for the NFL. How the hell did he end up at, at uh, uh, North Dakota State? Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't end up starting until the last couple of years at NDSU because... Uh, yeah, I mean, they're such a deep team. Uh, and then after once, Baker, you know, despite the police video, that boy can throw the football. And he had... And he had And he had the highest accuracy by far in his draft class. And you know how much me and you just love ourselves some accuracy. <laughs> so, that... And, and then, this is probably the most embarrassing one of them all. I thought Johnny Manziel... Yeah, people should shut off the podcast right now. <laughs> there's nothing they can learn from you. If you had Johnny football above the draft line. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, and then, Bortles, uh, I also had above the draft line. Jesus. <laughs> I like QBs from small schools because I think no, they... No, I'm not even talking about Bortles. Sorry, I'm looking at who's below Bortles on your list. <laughs> I'm just looking ahead, so continue with your analysis of Bortles. Bortles was solid at UCF and was like getting run as the next Big Ben and all that stuff, but um, at that time I still had bias in 2014 against people who were playing um, bad competition, but then Carson Wentz shut that shit down, and I got that out of my brain because Carson Wentz was playing um, FCS teams, and he's a baller in the NFL. Um, so anyway, Bortles, I may have been wrong about with my biases against uh, And then I should have seen this coming with Lynch. I mean, what a... I mean, he is a dumb... He's dumb. If you just lost a listener. <laughs> Oops. 
he's not even the he's not even in the league anymore, people. Um, yeah, John Elway, by the way, doesn't get any trap any any like issues for any of like the quarterbacks he's drafted over the years. He made this one amazing pick that nobody in the world would have ever done. Nobody in the world would have ever signed Peyton Manning. <laughs> then, that absolves him of all like these terrible quarterback picks over the years. Um, and then my man Teddy Bridgewater. I don't care if he has small hands. He's mature. He got it done at Louisville before Louisville was that good. So he didn't even have the talent that Lamar Jackson had around him, and he made them a notable program. That says draft him to me. And of course the Browns said, we know better. Yeah. No, we're going to pass on you twice, Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs> um, and trust the homeless guy off the street. Yeah. All Bridgewater has done like in his career is when like, uh, offensive rookies of the week, uh, been a pro bowler, got injured, came in and was like nearly undefeated at, well, he was undefeated with the Saints, right? During his time as a sub? Correct. Yeah, I mean, like, he's literally done nothing wrong other than get hurt. Um, mm. So, like, he, we haven't seen him since, like, his Pro Bowl season with Minnesota, like, as the head guy on a team. So I'm excited to see what Carolina does. Yeah, so I'm super high on Carolina, as you heard from the last podcast. And he's a big reason why that is occurring, because he's the man. Um, and then... Uh, Haskins, um, man, I mean, can I say I was wrong about Haskins yet? No, you can't. That's just like, I mean, he's gotten zero time. So, uh, okay. and it's just going to be interesting to see if Washington really pulls a 2019 Arizona. It would be absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand these teams that draft first-round quarterbacks, don't even give them a chance, and then replace them the next year with a first-round quarterback. How do you become a better team by redrafting at the same position and redrafting at the same position in the same round? So if they move, if they draft Tua or someone um, without giving Haskins a chance, they're they're a stupid team. But that's why they're Browns East. So. <laughs> um, and, the, and then Burrow, I have above the draft line. Good. Because um, I just, even though. The uh, the first year at LSU was cringeworthy uh, and gives me some cause to pause, as Stephen A. would say. Um, I just don't think you can totally uh, discount that based off the season he just had, which is probably statistically, other than Cam Newton, the, the best season a QB has ever had in yeah. college. Um and then uh, Mahomes. Uh, and you're like, why is Mahomes this far down on the list? It, it was because before that, people at Texas Tech didn't succeed in NFL football. Yeah, your biases against Texas Tech are valid and were valid back then. <laughs> I mean, like, there, was, there was a billion quarterbacks throwing for thousands and thousands of yards over the course of a career. Um, yeah. What we didn't realize is that Mahomes was a stat machine, just like his predecessors, but he was doing it with pro like prototypical arm strength, prototypical accuracy, and all these things. So yeah. I'm lucky that in 2017, I had been butt hurt so many times 
over the years about like um and it's not like, a, stat monsters in college that and it's down on Mahomes and until, it's like a couple of friends convinced me it's not even it's not even Texas Tech it was the whole Big Twelve yeah exactly <laughs> so now fortunately as the NFL becomes more and more like the Big Twelve then it's actually making sense and guys are actually having Big Twelve success coming from the Big Twelve to the Big Twelve NFL. And the, uh, the next guy might hurt me in the end. Uh, I have him just above the draft line in Herbert. Um, I know you have a rule of roughly in each draft there's 1.5 draftable quarterbacks thereabout. Yeah, there's 1.5 Pro Bowl quarterbacks in each year. So in, in, in my ranking... There, there's three. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm a little iffy on that one. Yeah. Well, with uh, quarterbacks giving up their spots in the meaningless Pro Bowl, there's more and more Pro Bowlers every year. So you, you have a good chance of having Herbert be because Trubisky has a Pro Bowl on his. Record. <laughs> yeah, but does that mean like guys like Drew Brees are like oh, I've been there 17 times. Screw it. Trubisky's <laughs> like I'll take the spot. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know technically he he made the Pro Bowl. Does anyone think that actually counts? Uh, it's on his resume, player. I mean, Tyra. Anyway, but yeah, no. Typically, there's 1.5 bangers in like every draft. You know what I mean? Like, mm. think about it. Like, so Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson were the dudes in 2012. 2013 yielded zero. Uh, 2014. The worst draft class. For QBs yeah. in a long time. Yeah, 2014 has Bridgewater still thriving and being solid. Um, and Garoppolo, um, 2015 has zero studs left in it, really. 2016 has Goff and Wentz and Dak. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, you know, about 1.52 quarterbacks end up being just studs. So, I mean, and, you know, half the time they're not coming from the first round. So, really, Tua, Burrow, um, Herbert, one of these guys is going to be good. A lot of them are going to be bust. A lot of them are going to be out of the league in two years. Okay. And then Murray is right on my draft line, so he just made it. And I'm sorry, Murray. That was because um, I was biased against short people, and I, yeah. I shouldn't be. But our bias is, you know, we're learning over time what doesn't matter. Like, I mm. had the... I had the, you know, the Bortles bias, which went shattered for me. I had the, I had the whole like, oh, this guy's more of an athlete than a quarterback bias, which Watson shattered for me. Um, I had the hype bias that, you know, the Baker Mayfields and the Kyler Murrays are destroying, um, or actually Russell Wilson destroyed that. But yeah. yeah, I mean, like, so we're, but that might be a product of the fact that the NFL is changing. The NFL pass game, um, shorter, athletic people are able to actually succeed compared to just being big giant. Pocket passes. Um, and then uh, all these guys are below my draft with a first round pick, which is Love from Utah State, um, Allen uh, for the Buffalo Bills. We'll, we'll have to wait and see about that one. Um, Trubisky, I was right not to want to draft him. Uh, Manuel was right now not, not wanting to draft him. Tannehill was right about that one. Jackson was not right about that one. 
but I don't think he's quite as good as people think he is right now. Um, Whedon was definitely right about that one, and <laughs> poor Daniel Jones. He was my least respected QB coming. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll have to see about that. He had a much more promising uh, first year than I ever thought possible because I just thought that this guy, this guy that I had seen at Duke do okay, and then all of a sudden I see him getting drafted six overall. Yeah, that came out of nowhere for me. It was astonishing. Yeah. Um, and maybe the fact that I have him so low is because I was completely blindsided by it. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, so we got quite a few... Well, his accuracy in college at Duke was deplorable. <laughs> so it's such an important thing, particularly if you're not, if you don't have a lot of, like, other great yeah, he's traits. Just... Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's not like he's making up... Like, he had Josh Allen accuracy without Josh Allen's freakish size, arm strength, and athleticism. So mm. it's like, I had him way below a, a Josh Allen type, so... I mean, Daniel Jones, we'll see how he does. I mean, still a lot, a lot of time to prove. He can get himself a Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> Freddie Kitchens was getting a second year as the Browns head coach. Baker Mayfield would be out of the league by 2021, you know, instead of having one of the best rookie years ever. So, yeah, good for you for having one good year. We'll see what happens after that. <laughs> Again, Trubisky was a pro bowler in 2018, so, and he's about to lose his job. Um. And I these mean, things aren't like these things aren't a quarterback hasn't made it until a few years. Already three had two amazing years. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson is like in his eighth year, and we're finally able to say, "Okay, Russell Wilson's go." <laughs> well, I mean, we knew that five years ago, but but think about how hard. I mean, think about how hard it is. Like Cam Newton in 2015. Would you have told me that in 2019, 20, Cam Newton's going to be a backup? Uh, no. So. But yeah, I, exactly. I would have I, I would have told you he's not going to be MVP again. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it's so hard to confirm these guys as franchise quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It takes years and years and years, and so many things can happen. So, mm-hmm. yep. But so anyway, of the 2020 draftees, it sounds like you would draft in the first round if the Bills needed a quarterback. You're drafting three of the four guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, with with. Two, I'm very confident in. Yeah. Uh, Herbert. Uh, <laughs> do I have to? Can I wait till the second round? I nope. I'd prefer to nope. wait. <laughs> you gotta take him at six. So. Uh, I I do I do it with a gun in my head, but <laughs> but if I didn't have Dude, the gun. The, th- the things I've seen you do with a gun to your head are disturbing. <laughs> um. But that's, that's a fun exercise to go through and see how you, like, me and you can, you know, kind of objectively go back, list guys that we were right on and wrong on, and, like, who we would have drafted, who we wouldn't have drafted. <clears throat> yeah. It's, kind of, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how these guys turn out and how what we thought of them. Yeah, you know, and it's when just... love goes to the Patriots and turns out to be the greatest quarterback that ever lived, both of us will be wrong. Yeah, and that's part of the reason most of these guys we thought would stink, um, or we thought were good suck is because somewhat like Patrick Mahomes who I 
would dra- drafted in the first round, but obviously I had a lot of guys ahead of him. He went to Andy Reid, people. <laughs> yeah. Like how? It's so situationally dependent. I mean, Burrow, I think, is the is the best quarterback in this class, but he's going to by far the worst uh, worst spot of any that any of these quarterbacks are going to go to. And you the know? and the cheapest owner. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, he has a high chance of failure. I mean, that's just part of what professional sports is about. The better you are in college, the the worse off you are in the pros. By you know, by definition of what the draft is. All right. Anyway, that's a fun exercise to do. Keep everything in mind. Here's another fun exercise. So, if we were to make an all 2020 NFL draft team, um, you making the defense, me making the offense, um, let's see what that would look like. So, at QB, I have Burrow, left tackle, Becton, mm-hmm. um, just because of the ceiling involved there. Um, left guard, I have Worfs, because he actually, a lot of people are saying he plays, he might be playing guard. Um, I have Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan State at center. He's nasty. At, guard, at right guard, I have Robert Hunt out of Louisiana. Hmm. And then I have Jedrick Wills from Bama at right tackle. And he's actually been playing right tackle since uh, two as a southpaw. So they had their best lineman on the right side there. Um, Cole Komet at tight end from Notre Dame. That is, receivers. Uh, ahead, tight end is probably the weakest position in this entire draft. So. Yeah. Gotta take one. Yeah. <laughs> um, then I got CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, and Justin Jefferson as wide receivers. J.K. Dobbins as my back. Uh, yeah, that team's, uh, you know, um, some of them won't work out, but some of them, some of them definitely will. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think um, the hardest, the biggest bust rate for guys you think are going to be good uh, in the NFL and aren't are probably wide receivers. Yeah, so, I agree. so I'm thinking I can't see Jerry Judy busting. Um, but it's possible the other two could. Um, and then uh, I just I can't remember a draft in the 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 2010s. Oh, oh, um, that had this many good offensive tackles in it. So yeah. it makes me very excited because you and me are one of the few people that realize how important that is. Yeah, I wish more NFL GMs did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andrew Luck would still be in the league. Yeah. Um, okay, so my defensive side. Uh, Young from Ohio State. I mean, easiest pick. Uh, maybe not Pro Bowl first year, but definitely all rookie team. And then we got Derek Brown from Auburn, uh, Javon or Jalaw Kinlaw from South Carolina. Um, probably um, a lot of people didn't know about him. I didn't know about him at first until. People started talking about him. Uh, He's a beast. Uh, Chason from uh, LSU at the other defensive end spot. Uh, Little undersized, but really, really fast. So that that has some 
there's the possibility of being uh, who was the guy from LSU the Browns took who was undersized and played linebacker slash defensive end. Oh, in 2013? Yeah. Um, uh, um, I, I'll think about it eventually, but we'll go back uh, to it. Um, and then, Mingo. There we go. He has a little bit of Mingo in him, so that's yeah. a little concerning. Um, and then I got Simmons, who sh- should also make the all-rookie team. And then I got Queen from... From uh, LSU, who was all over the field um, against uh, Clemson in the national championship game. So whenever you succeed against Clemson, that usually means you're going to do pretty well. Um, And then Okuda. And then after Okuda, the cornerbacks get a little suspect um, in terms of how good they'll be in the NFL. So I took Henderson out of Florida, Fulton out of LSU, um, and then at safeties, I took McKinney out of Alabama, and then, I mean, if if the Chiefs get uh, Delpit out of LSU, they're possibly getting a top 10 uh, talent pick at number 32 that teams are worried about because he didn't have a great junior year and he got hurt. <laughs> so if if this kid lives up to his potential, the Chiefs get an absolute steal if, if he gets picked at 32, which a lot of projections have him at. Yeah, that's very feasible. I mean, safeties don't get the respect of cornerbacks and stuff like that. So, I mean... Yeah, he's probably the second best safety in this draft, and he's he's going in the late first round, early second, possibly. Yep, and then my dark horse uh, pick of all the defensive side probably be second, third rounder. Um, not getting the respect he deserves because he's only five nine uh, two oh five at the safety position. Uh, is Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, and that's the son of Antoine Winfield. Uh, so you know he's got genes to be nasty. Uh, and uh, if you want proof of how good he is, uh, just put on some clips on YouTube. Uh, he plays much bigger than his size, so he'll be able to play at safety despite his not ideal measurements. So with your defense and my offense, um, would this team this would this team be a playoff team this year? In the NFL? I laughed at this question. Why uh, did you laugh at this question? This is not audibly. This is not like you know. There's every year. There's always would Alabama beat insert thirty uh, second worst or thirty second best team in the NFL? You know, this uh, is not that. These are NFL prospects. I you just listed out. I audibly. I audibly laughed out loud when I saw this question uh, in uh, in prep. Uh, my, my definitively no. This is not a playoff. Team. No. You, you supplement no. You supplement them with traditional um, stereotypical backups and whatnot, so they would get the same exact 
level of backups as other teams. No, they would not be. I'm this so- is not a playoff team. No, they'd be lucky if they're the third best team in their own division. <laughs> he's decided. He's decided not to talk to me again. I guess. No, this is just. This is my. I ask this question because when I'm a GM in the NFL, I am going to trade away most of my assets <laughs> and most of my draft picks. Um, in say I were to get the job in 2022 or 2020, I would have I will trade all of our assets and draft picks in 2020, 2021, and um, to start amassing picks for uh, the 2023 draft. And my goal, with my goal being to get 22 first round picks, <laughs> um, with the thought process being all these guys are going to be dirt cheap for four years and they're all prime prospects. <laughs> so within four years, the goal is to make and win the Super Bowl. So what I'm asking you, you know, I, I think 2014 is one of the deeper NFL drafts I've seen. I feel like if you take a look at it, two-thirds have made, like, Pro Bowls, two-thirds are absolute studs and starters. Um, you don't think you could field, within a couple of years, a playoff team from a couple two-thirds of, of the 2014 NFL draft? Come on. Uh, you, but that's not how you phrased it. You said... Okay, so... In a couple of years, probably, yeah, they could make the playoffs, but you said next year. No, this year, 20, yeah. So yeah, Absolutely not. Okay, so I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, despite running backs, most rookies, no matter how good they are, struggle. I mean, some of these offensive linemen who are going to end up being good or great will get smoked well, in their first the year. Titans as a good, I have the Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills as decent references for why I think this team could make the playoffs. Okay? So Hey, um, d- don't disrespect Burrow, my Buffalo Bills Burrow with a bunch of rookies. Anything. Burrow today is a better quarterback than anything Tennessee and Buffalo had last year. Um, T- and then come on. Today. Combine that, that Dobbins is, is going to be a stud on the on par with Henry. Um, so Titans hooked up with and got stud blocking. And you said this is a historically great um, offensive line year for the draft, correct? Yeah. One of them. Well, I think you get instant instant production from offensive line. So, yeah. I mean, I think I think with the proper coach, this team could be a playoff team. Um, I'm, I'm... You have teams like the Buffalo Bills and Tennessee Titans making the playoffs last year. Right. You teams like, so you're, you di- have... you're disrespecting how good the Buffalo Bills and Tennessee Titans were. Compared to a bunch of rookies. Okay, so now here's another question. Would you trade a lot of what the Bills are for the team we just assembled from the 2020 draft? The whole team? No, what I'm saying is would you trade your left tackle for, for Worfs and Becton and like the linemen I have here? Um, I would trade definitely for right tackle um, okay. and guard. Um I will, I'm just see. I think I think actually you would trade a lot of your starters right now on the Bills for um, for Worfs, Wills. Um, I wouldn't trade Jerry Judy, J.K. Dobbins. 
Like, so what I'm saying is you unknowingly don't realize how much you would give up to have the team we just assembled. Like, you would, you would trade... Yeah, but at the same time, I wouldn't expect them to be as good as the Bills are next year. Oh, I think they would be better than the Bills were. Um, yeah, they'd probably be better than the Bills in two to three years. Would you trade your defensive end right now for Chase Young? Of course I would. <laughs> would you trade your Would you trade your uh, outside linebacker for Simmons? Um, I really like Milano. You idiot. <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about. That's how dumb that was. Um, and that's how dumb you are if you don't know who Matt... Trade, would you trade your cornerback for Okuda? No. Trindavious <gasps> White is a first-team... How, how many cornerbacks do you have? I assumed you meant the best corner we have. No. So anyway, there's you, would, you want Okuda, you want Chase Young, you want Simmons... Um, you should want McKinney. No, I don't. You should, you should want Delpit. No, I don't. Should, okay, so both our safeties guys. are Pro Bowlers. Yeah, you would not. Okay, so you only want three of the defensive guys. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, and then on the offense, you want to be, take Burrow. Because some of these guys we assume are going to be really good are going to suck. Kyle, you understand? Josh Allen for Joe Burrow. Yes. Okay, would you trade your left tackle for Beckton? Yes. Would you trade uh, your left guard for Worst? Yes. Would you trade your center for Ruiz? No. Okay, would you trade your right guard for Hunt? I don't even know who Hunt is. Okay, so no. Would you <laughs> trade your right tackle for Wills? You already confirmed Yes. That. Would you trade your tight end for Cole Komet? No. Would you trade... Um, Who's your number two wide receiver? John Brown. For uh, C.D. Lamb? Yeah, um, C.D. Lamb, no. Okay, would you trade your number two wide receiver for Judy? Yes. Uh, would you, you would definitely trade your back for Dobbins. Um, Probably. Yeah, I mean like half of this team that we assembled, you won on your team. But you're saying that, I'm saying based off potential, you're saying that potential can beat an NFL playoff team in... Yeah, I'm contending that a that like a team of like prime prospects could make the playoffs this year with proper coaching. They could in maybe two years, but not... Not in the first year. Oh, All my, right. oh my God. Can we move on? Because this is making yeah, next me... Subject. This is making me slightly angry. So, <laughs> all right. So the next question um, is: I think we know that Burrow is going number one to Cincinnati, but the real questions start right after that with mm -hmm. Tua, Herbert, and Love. So, how early will Tua go, and who to? So, I have Tua um, going uh, uh, number five uh, to the Dolphins. Um, if, if he was healthy or how, even if people got to go to his pro day and watch him and get full medicals on him and have their own medical staff check him out, um, you know, I could see, um, 
him possibly going one or two. Um, I, for the life of me, I don't understand why he's not getting projected uh, to go to the Lions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, now's the perfect time. We've got, we've got. On from- 11, 12 years of data that Stafford's pretty good, but he's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, we've, we've proven, they've proven with millions and millions and millions of dollars that Matt Stafford can't win you a Super Bowl as the highest, as one of the highest paid players in the league. So. Um, but yeah, no, they should be moving on hardcore, especially now that they're at the top of the draft. So yeah. I'm, I hope Tua goes higher than you're talking about. I don't think he will. Um, I need as many quarterbacks to go in the top nine as possible. Um, so with that in mind, how many quarterbacks go in the first round and to what teams? Um, I, how, many, how many do I think should go? or how many, No, how many will go. How many will go? I'm thinking four. Okay, to where? Okay, so we got uh, Burrow to the Bengals. And then um, we got... Um, Tua to Miami, and then right after that, I believe the Chargers pick. Uh, so they could go with um, Love or um, or uh, <clears throat> or uh, Herbert. Herbert. Um, and then the next team I have taking a quarterback uh, with their um, their second of their first round picks is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, okay. I love Gardner Minshew as like a personality, but um, I don't think he's the long-term uh, solution. I mean, the stash is great, but uh, I have them taking either Love or Herbert. Um, At what, 20? I think it's 20 or 18. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's number 20. Okay. Okay, so you have four going in the first round. Yeah, um, okay. and... and- Hypothet- uh, hypothetically, I mean, I see um, Eason possibly going in the first round too, but I personally, I hope it doesn't happen <laughs> because I, I don't get it. Um, yeah. This is a guy who couldn't beat out Jake Fromm, who's supposed to be a second, third round pick. Um, and he's he's basically the style of quarterback you would have drafted um, 10 years ago and been really happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, I mean, I've definitely been uh, more in favor of a, of a guy who can move, especially the last three seasons. My mind's re- sure. really changed on that. So, yeah. um, I don't know, maybe Bill Belichick has Intent. Has something in store for him? Yeah. And okay, so four, possibly five in the first round, three possibly going in the top. That's mm-hmm. huge because I need quarterbacks. I need seven or eight wide receivers taken in the top ten. I want nobody to have any of this business of offensive tackle. Yeah. Um, um. Because I want the Browns to have as first dibs at number ten um, as possible. But I fear that we have guys or teams – like uh, Arizona and New York looking to uh, protect their recently acquired assets. Uh, luckily, I think Simmons is too appealing for them to pass oh, on. Oh, yeah. No, Simmons is going to be a lifesaver. I think Tua and, Her- or Tua and Burrow 
um, Chase Young, obviously Okuda, um, Derek Brown. So those are like six guys I'm comfortable that are going to be taken ahead of. But I need I need some wide receivers to jump in there. Um, and, you know, Herbert would be a lifesaver. I'm going to send him a DM saying, you're the man. <laughs> well, you're my best friend. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Stop talking to me, mister. <laughs> he's like, he gets... A three three zero area code, yeah. <laughs> and he assumes it's the Browns. Yeah, like, yeah, he's like those pictures aren't the typical congratulatory pictures one sent. <laughs> and I'm like, it is in Ohio, baby. <laughs> and they're like, man, I'm a Charger now. Why do you care? <laughs> okay. All right, so, all right, cool. Just wanted to know how many QBs you thought were gone. Okay, and then. We also want to know, particularly for your situation, how many offensive tackles will go in the top ten. So uh, sadly, I think three at a minimum are going in the top ten. I also uh, have that many. Uh, so yeah. um, I have it as uh, the the th- three in a row going. In fact. Uh, to the Cardinals, so I think Cardinals will have their their pick uh, of the offensive tackles, and then the the Jags will. Um, yeah, and, and then the, the Browns. And then the Browns. And that would be such a bummer because we will have made it through Carolina with no offensive tackles being taken, and then to see like Worfs and Wills probably go before the Browns. I mean, I love I like Becton too because his ceiling is just literally so high um, because he's 6'7", like 369. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, like guys like Joe Thomas really love Becton and they think he's going to be amazing. So I trust Joe Thomas, obviously. But, um, I mean, Worf's athleticism is off the charts. Will's um, has just so many good seasons. and um, yeah. But there's also Andrew Thomas out of Georgia that I'd be fine with. So these top four guys, I hope the Browns are able to get at least one of them and they should be able to. Um, yeah, I think that's the should. ultimate nightmare. If all four of those guys go, um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't see that happening, but um, especially if Carolina doesn't take one of them, I don't see, yeah. it, see it happening. Um, so, Chris, have to talk about one of the rumors swirling around that OBJ, I don't know if he's your boy or not, um, is being yeah, really... I thought you were talking about the other rumor, because I don't even know that. <laughs> um, but yeah sorry continue your question there's been a rumor that OBJ is being shopped to the Minnesota Vikings uh, who just got recently rid of um, Stefan Diggs so it kind of makes logical sense that they want to replace that production um, yeah. it's been so that's been rumored that a trade to Minnesota. Um, is there any scenario where you'd be in favor of that? I would tell them to kick rocks hard. Um, because, you know, with Odell's last season getting Freddie Kitchen, um, his stats are so low that, you know, the market's pretty low for Odell right now. So people are probably at best giving up, like, Second round is like, hey, would you like the number fifty nine pick for your best one of your best players? You know, so it's just like, 
Um, what I if, would tell Minnesota, like, uh, call me when Thielen and Rudolph and Kirk Cousins are on a bus to Cleveland, but you take <laughs> on Cousins' contract. <laughs> That's what it would say. <laughs> um, Not even first two first-round picks? Because we're not going to get, we wouldn't be able to get back the investment that we paid for Odell right now. So I'm sure they, the Browns weren't able to or weren't even offered that. Um, yeah. So no. Yeah, I would take the the two first rounders you were talking about, or the Thielen, Rudolph, and Cousins, with the contract staying in Minnesota. So, so you'd start Cousins over Baker? No, he'd be a backup. <laughs> So yeah. So the defense would be allowed to yeah. to make contact with him during Yeah. <laughs> it would be encouraged. But no, I mean I, I want to see Odell Beckham Jr. in a in a good offense. I I haven't seen him in that. Like so Kevin Stefanski's here now and um if you thought Diggs and Thielen have looked reasonably competent in the last 2 years, I'd love to see what Odell looks like. So it was also just surprising to hear about this trade because it's like Minnesota's like, hey, so we missed the guy who used to uh, feel, make our quarterback feel sad. <laughs> your guy who, I mean, Odell would shatter Cousins' life. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, but he's really good at catching the ball. Um, yeah. uh, okay, and then along those same lines, another question for Chad is, given how pass-happy... The NFL has gotten over the past five years. Do all teams need a true number one wide receiver? And by number one, I mean stud. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about these prototypical wide receivers coming out in the draft that are like, yeah, that everyone's looking at. So the Jerry Judys and the CeeDee Lambs of the world. So I think this is a sweet question, especially given that in the last several drafts, you haven't seen one of these guys come out and really be the guy. I mean, since... I feel like since like the 2014 draft, we haven't seen these first round no, wide I'm, receivers really pop. It's, it's the guys that go to the right QBs and the right offensive coordinators um, that are able to be. And a la Michael be, Thomas. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's the it's the less traditional number ones that are becoming the number ones nowadays, and it's because they're good route runners and uh, yeah, good good hands. So it's like. Uh, Michael Thomas goes to Drew Brees. Um, you know, Diggs and Thielen have great offensive coordinators in Minnesota. So, I mean, I can't name a traditional number one wide receiver on any of the playoff teams in the AFC last year, except for DeAndre Hopkins. So, like, most people couldn't even name a wide receiver on Baltimore, Buffalo, or Tennessee last year. And the main number ones on Kansas City and New England were Hobbits. <laughs> so, so, it's like... And then, like, similarly, you have San Francisco, Green Bay, Philadelphia. I mean, like, who are the wide receivers? Like, not these traditional number ones that are getting, like, first-rounders. So, I think... Devontae becoming, Adams. Yeah, well, so, I, I think I think wide receivers are becoming more and more like, uh, like running backs, where you can get the best wide receiver in the draft or someone that ends up being the best wide receiver in the draft because of actually what you do with them when they get there, you know? Okay. That's what my point is. So no, I mean like people get excited about the Jerry Judys, the CD Lambs, but the best wide receiver from this draft is draft is probably not going to be from the first round. It's going to be the guy who goes to the best situation, the best quarterback, the best offensive coordinator, the team that best spreads the field. 
I agree. I can't. I can't yeah. disagree with that because. But no, even to your even to your Devonte Adams uh, point. I mean, he was second, second round. round pick mm. number fifty three. So that's. Um, yeah, I mean that's why I can't name. I mean, what the only playoff team with like a first or like a a first round wide receiver on it? I feel like was the Texans, and I might be missing someone, but. No, I think you're right. Um, yeah. Look, it, and then, are there any true number ones in this draft? Exactly. So I think, depending on where they go to, um, you know, like, I think Judy and CeeDee Lamb are going in the top 12. So, so if, let me uh, t- ask you this. If, if Judy goes to the Jets, is he going to work out? Um, no, I think it's going to be really hard for him to go to, like, to that scheme is not proven to make wide receivers stellar right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if, yeah, and similarly, if CeeDee Lamb goes to the Raiders or something. So, like, if Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb go to San Francisco, then, yeah, there's a chance that the best wide receiver from this draft is going to be a first round. But I think you're going to find, like, the best wide receiver be someone like um, Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC because he's going to go to, like, uh, Kansas City at, like, number six, like, 54 or whatever, you know what I mean? Or Baltimore or something. So it's the guys who go to or, or New Orleans at 48, you know? So, right. Yeah, because they're looking for um, more depth in the wide, yeah. wide receiver. So place. there's still definitely a, a use for these traditionally prototypical wide receivers, but you can get the best wide receiver in the draft by making him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. By your the the other players you already have that are yes already exactly. already good. So no, I would not be drafting wide receivers in the top fifteen nowadays. Okay, and that you so you answered that perfectly. Thank you. Um, I'm the go. So <laughs> at answering wide receiver questions in the in, in uh, so who would Michael Pittman be your dark horse pick? Yeah, so I think my dark horses are like Michael Pittman Jr. or Chase Claypool. I think these guys are, they have the size, speed, you know what I mean? But like, they're going to be second, third round wide receivers, you know what I mean? So they have a chance to go to the better teams. So those are my dark horses for who's going to end up being the best wide receiver out of the draft. All right. Claypool out of Notre Dame and Pittman Jr. out of USC. I like it. Yep. All right, so... Going back to the Bills, um, where do you think the Bills finish in the division today, pre-draft? And then what can New England do in this draft that would make you think that there is a 100% chance that New England is actually going to win the division? (laughs) Okay, so first part of that question... I ask pre-draft because I think the Bills are winning the division today. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, Okay, and I differ with you on that and that somehow, someway... That's how much respect I have for Bill Belichick. That somehow. Okay, but, but I'm saying, say the draft never happened because of COVID, like, and no teams got draft picks this year. I think the Bills are winning that division. Oh. You weren't allowed to do any transactions or anything. So where today? Yeah, I still have the New England winning because of. <laughs> Which Stidham? Yeah, because of Bill Belichick. Okay, I respect. All right, that's good. Um. Yeah, I, I still have nightmares. Of Bill, so. Okay. So yeah, I, I have. Stidham leading the Bills 
or leading the Patriots over the Bills right now. So when I ask what can New England do to make you think there's a 100% chance to win the division, you're like, your answer is nothing. They already... <laughs> no, I mean, I think they've got like a 60% chance right now if they wanted to Okay, get... so what could they do to make it a 100% chance? If, if they got... So they're... If they're... They're picking it like... 20, uh, 23, 24. Um, if they somehow got Justin Jefferson, it's all over. Out of LSU. Okay. It's all over. <laughs> or somehow they traded up and got Jerry Judy. It's or CD Lamb. It's so it, not even like a. I was thinking you would be mentioning some like love goes to the Patriots, but you're you're just talking about getting like just a stud wide receiver. Right. It's, wow. Okay. Yep. Yep. I. You know I'm. Why should I give up on Stidham? I haven't even seen him yet. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. You know, I'm not this delusional Bills fan that's just gone over 20 years of just war war crimes happening on the field. <laughs> yeah, just like like a lot of Browns fans every year uh, brush things under the rug. They're like, well, Baltimore and Pittsburgh are getting old. I'm like, you know, there's this thing called a draft where everyone's entitled to the same amount of 21 and 22 year old. So it's like for the last like 13 years, all you ever hear on Cleveland radio, well, the Steelers are getting old. I'm like, no, they're by definition always the same age. <laughs> so, yeah. We forget about like getting trounced 56 to 4 twice a year. And then like, well, they're old this year. And then, then I've been hearing they're old this year since 2012. And they've still have been kicking the shit out of us with Doug Hodges. <laughs> so... Okay. Thank you for answering that question. Yep. Uh, so let's go on to listener questions now. And Chris, do you want to answer the the, the first one? Yeah. All right. So from Anthony in Lakewood, Ohio. Um, how many offensive linemen go in the top ten? So I think we already touched upon that. We're thinking three minimum. You know. Right. Uh, with. And it looks like we're both thinking in some order, worse Wills or and Beckham go mm-hmm. top ten. Mm-hmm. Correct. All right, and which QB is most likely to get overdrafted? Kyle? Uh, Jordan Love, uh, ding ding ding, by far. Um, uh, and then, and Jay- why do you think he's gonna get overdrafted? Because people think he's the next Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um, when he doesn't have a strong arm. Uh, people thought uh, Patrick Mahomes was reckless with the ball in college. This guy's even more reckless with the ball than Patrick Mahomes ever was. Yeah, he's uh, actually not even close to Mahomes in anything that I've seen. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, he's the most comparable comparable to Mahomes. That doesn't mean he is Mahomes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, proximity does not mean greatness. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, if Easton gets drafted in the first round, he's the most overdrafted person in this whole draft. If I have him as a third round pick, so if he goes, yeah. if he goes in the first round, um, he it's wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next question. So this is another one from Anthony and Lakewood. Anthony. Um, 
I, I, reading this question, I'm going to read it in a stereotypical Italian accent, <laughs> like Anthony would say. He's like, hey, where does that uh, sick guy from Clemson go? Can't remember his name. Is it uh, Isaiah Simmons, like a hybrid linebacker safety? <laughs> so, Kyle, where's Isaiah Simmons go? Okay, so... <clears throat> Uh, he's, so there are two basic packages, which are four, three defenses or, uh, three, four defenses, but 75% of the NFL is played in nickel defense, which means five defensive backs and, uh, uh, usually two linebackers. So he's the perfect linebacker to cover um, tight ends and running backs and still stuff the run in this nickel package. So I, most of the time, like 75-80% of the time, I see him lining up at a linebacker to cover tight ends or running backs. And then maybe in certain uh, blitz packages, uh, just hide him um, as a safety so people don't see him coming. Uh, but he definitely could play safety. Uh, I just see his ridiculous potential being more realized at the linebacker position. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't see him going past number... I mean, I can't see like him going past number four. But, I mean, six is the lowest you would go, or the highest you would go. Yeah, and people saying, well, what if he busts like Jabril Peppers? Uh, he's, he's like 30 pounds heavier than Jabril Peppers. And, yeah, when and, we're comparing him, compare him to a linebacker bust, not a safety. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who do the Browns end up with at 10? Oh, well, as the Browns fan, I'll let you go first. Okay, so I think we're going to end up getting one of the offensive tackles. We'll get third dibs on it, and that's looking like Becton. So I'm hoping I would prefer Andrew Thomas there. Offensive tackle is a huge need for the Browns, but I think Worfs and Wills are going to be gone. Um, Becton's the ceiling pick, and Thomas is the safe pick of if you're going third offensive tackle. So I think it's going to be Becton. Um, I, I actually, I'm hoping it's Thomas. Um. I agree with you that it's going to be most likely be Becton and I'd be di different from you. I'd prefer it to be Becton over Thomas. Okay. You like, yeah. I mean, I, I will be fine with any of those four guys. All right. I mean, yeah. And then I love this question that Anthony uh, put up. Uh, he said, should, um, Running backs uh, go in the first uh, round, and how many will go in the first round? Uh, my answer to that is unless they're Ezekiel Elliott or uh, Saquon Barkley, you should not, no, no, not in the first round. Uh, and there's none of them this year are close to that level, so... Uh, no, do not, do not do it. Uh, I do think one or two will go. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Um, yeah, I think, uh, I can't imagine. I mean, like, I think at least one's going to go in the first round, probably Taylor. 
I think he's the biggest, most impressive of them. But yeah, I think only one's going this year. Like you, I don't think they sh- you should be taking running backs that early unless you're an established team. And you know, a lot of these late drafting teams, they're maybe just a running back away. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like Saquon Barkley types, where Saquon was the best player available in the draft. Like um, that's when a first round draft picks going to happen. Or Zeke, like these guys are instant for sure things. Yeah, um, that's when you should only see like running backs go in the first round. But I mean, like Dobbins is going to be, I mean, like these guys are probably should be going somewhere between 26 and 40. So, I mean, when Dobbins is available in the second round, that's like a Nick Chubb pick. And that's where do your wrist watch? Yeah. I mean, let, let, let me give our listeners a list of running backs that go in the second, third or fourth round that could easily all end up being the best running back taken in this draft. Uh, Cause uh, you know, Taylor might not even go in the first round. So we got Taylor, we got Clyde Edwards-Elaire from LSU. We got Cam Akers from Florida State. We got A.J. Dillon from Boston College, who's 240 pounds. Those are um, all potential uh, studs uh, that... Yeah, I mean, running backs... More, the most situationally dependent position in football. Yeah. So whoever goes to the best situation is going to be the best one, best running back out of this draft. Yeah, like you, you could argue that Singletary was the best rookie running back for the Buffalo Bills, and he went in the second round. Yeah. So uh, should should they ever be taken in the first round? Yes, but they better be really, 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 really good. <laughs> yeah, and your team better be pretty established, otherwise it's a waste. Yeah, so yes, Saquon Barkley should have been taken in the first round. No, he shouldn't have been taken by the Giants. Nope. Who should have drafted Sam Darnold. Uh, but whatever. Yeah. It's their mistake. Um, so anything to add, Christopher? That's it. Uh, so, thank you again for listening to Basement Sports Talk. I'm your host, Kyle Meath, joined by, again by Chris Ferdinand. Uh, everyone, we will be doing a third draft podcast, uh, and that'll be our reactions to what actually happens. Uh, After the Browns draft Herbert. <laughs> uh So everyone, stay safe, stay home when you can. Uh, Everyone, have a great quarantine. Bye.